0: All right, guys, we are back with more interesting people within the community and one of my favorites and kind of killer CrossFit athlete. Give it to me again, Maggie. Maggie Perrin, right? Did I get it right? Yes, thank you. So, uh, for everyone listening, uh, I ran into Maggie at the MAC, competed, and kicked butt there. Thank you. (laughs) You did. You were great. And uh, kind of, I hate to call you new to the CrossFit scene because you've been doing it for a while, but Mm -hmm. you're clearly one of the younger athletes and you know first year at uh semis amongst amongst like out on the floor with tia and brooke and
1: yeah it's crazy was it yeah like i didn't even expect to qualify for semifinals, so to just be there and you know be competing with them was like unreal dream come true
0: well let's kind of work backwards from or start from the beginning of how you got there how long have you been crossfitting
1: um uh, probably about, like, five years. So I started when I was about 13 mm-hmm. um, just to, like, get stronger because I was a figure skater. Right. And then I did, like, my first CrossFit competition was, like, forget skating. Like, this is it. This is what I want to do.
0: No more falling on the ice. I'd rather have barbells fall on me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you training out of?
1: Uh, CrossFit Cornerstone.
0: Okay. We, which is for everyone else. Where is that?
1: Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. All
0: right. Ohio. Yes. We love some representing some Ohio. Oh, yeah. So five years doing CrossFit, and uh, how'd you go from, you know, leaving competitive figure skating to all of a sudden finding yourself in a semi?
1: Well, you know, start CrossFit, go with my brother and stuff, and do class, and keep adding on more and more, you know, finding competitive programming, that kind of thing, and then um, this past year, uh, after COVID and everything, or after lockdown, uh, moving to Cornerstone, and then falling into training with Sam Briggs, you know, and crazy that helped so much. Like just being in that competitive environment and having someone who like pushes you every day and, you know, you see what the games athletes do and you're like, okay, like this is what I have to do. Not just like winging it, right? Like really made a big difference. So just like believing in myself, getting more confident.
0: So how did you link up with Sam Briggs?
1: So my previous gym, like didn't have any more like open gym times um, because of COVID. So I was in my garage and at one point I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like I got to find a gym. This is awful. So I knew she was at cornerstone. Um, but like, I didn't even think she like, I was going to end up working out with her at all. You know, I was like, she's going to do her thing. I'll be over here. Like, oh my gosh, like fangirling. Uh, and so, you know, I just did class and stuff and like would add on more and obviously, and do like my other programming. And then she'd be like, Hey, like, You can hop in if you want. Like, she's, like, super nice and welcoming to, like, anyone who wants to work out with us. So, just start joining in with her, and then all of a sudden, like, other people are dropping out. It's just me and her still going. So, now we're training partners.
0: What was that intimidation factor like?
1: Yeah, so she's definitely a little bit intimidating at first. Right. But she's awesome, like, super nice. You know, and as I got to know her, I'm like, like, now I'm like, that's just Sam. Like, you know, like, she's goofs around, It's funny. Um so like now we're just, you know, but like it's not a big deal. But at first I was like, "Oh my gosh."
0: You know, when I started CrossFit, um, I was going to CrossFit Distinction in Cleveland. Yeah. And this would have been 2011. So you would have been like 9 years old, 10 yeah. years old, right? And uh you know, CrossFit was still relatively new, but we had uh, Scott Pancheck was training in our gym. Mm. And Julie Fouché, who finished second that year. Yeah. And Julie's husband, who's a beast, and my trainer, who owned the gym, finished second as a Masters athlete. And so you can imagine, like, what it looked like as a new CrossFitter coming in. Like, I would walk in the door, and all these athletes would be working out. Julie would be throwing around weight mm-hmm. I couldn't have dreamed of in those days. Yeah. And, and even these days, for whatever that's worth. So the intimidation factor for me was uh, really, really intense. Did it take you long to get over that, or do you feel like you just kind of slid right into it?
1: Maybe, like, a couple months or so. I was a little bit intimidated and, like, didn't, I mean, still, like, don't want to get in your way or anything and, like, that kind of thing. But, yeah, now it's, like, just nice to, you know, have someone there to push you. And, you know, she, like, wants me to be there to just have someone to work out with. Like, that's no fun to do, like, five-hour sessions by yourself, so right. I got over it after a couple months, you know.
0: So which of you are doing five-hour sessions, both of you?
1: Well, we're both doing, like, probably like an hour and a half in the morning about that, and then, right. like, some days are, like, especially with games training just now, was, like, four, five hours at the gym in the afternoon.
0: Man, I forget sometimes how many hours you guys put it. Like, I mean, I see Saxon and Spencer do it, but, you know, I'm not always around. Like, I, yeah. I come in when they're wrapping up a workout, and... It, doesn't even occur to me these days that they started three hours before that. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's long hours, but you know, it's nice. Like, it's hard by yourself, but it's nice to have someone else like who's in it with you, like a team. So.
0: Fast forward then to the MAC. So now you're out on the MAC floor with yeah. Tia Claire, Amanda Barnhart. I'm just going remember who all was there. It was That yeah. was a stacked field. It Brooke was. Brooke Wells. Um, Haley
1: Adams. Haley
0: Adams. I yeah, yeah. can't forget Haley. Yes. Like, did, did you feel fully prepared? I'm sure you felt prepared, prepared physically because you're yes. put, obviously putting in long hours. Yeah. but. I think there's a mental challenge, like now all of a sudden you're out there with kind of your idols, your heroes, mm-hmm. like you've only seen them on TV, did you feel prepared from training with Sam to do that, or were you, were you freaked out yeah. inside?
1: I mean, I was obviously like super excited to like, you know, like see Tia and everyone like right there in the Warburg area with me, but I do feel like training with Sam's just been like, you know, like we're all people, like, you know, they're, just, they're the best in the world, but they're a person. Like, they train really hard and are amazing, but it's not like... I was a little less fangirly. Right. Because, like, I'm like, yeah, like, you're amazing, but you're just like me. You're just way fitter.
0: Mm, they're not just like me. <laughs> not even close.
1: Oh, my god! <laughs> not, not even
0: close. Well, it's just it's an interesting thing to me to think about, you know, how hard you guys train, and then but there is always in a, in a competition, when you're going head-to-head to someone, you know, the the point where you're in competitive mode and you're trying to beat someone, Mm -hmm. but you might also be in awe of them. Did that come into play with you at all? Like you find yourself out there next to someone that you really respect going, oh my God, I'm about to beat them or can I beat them or I'm worried I might.
1: Yeah. Like Becca Voight was in like my heat the whole time and you know, she's a legend. Right. So just being like next to her, like in the corrals and then going out there and like beating her, I'm like, is this right? Right. Like what the heck? You know it's like I don't want to like be like oh, no, I'm I'm going to beat you but right. like you know it's just you are in all of them but you got to be like okay like I made it here you know like let's compete
0: Well so give me some insight to that cuz one thing I've always found interesting when I when I talk to athletes I often ask them you know what are your goals and Every single one tells me the same thing. With complete and utter confidence, I'm going to win the games. It's not mm-hmm. I'm going to try to win the games. I'm going to win the games. And there have been times I've been told that that I like to kind of internally laugh because you guys are stack ranked. We know how you're all ranked, yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, you're not beating so-and-so. You know, right. It's usually I have somebody on the men's division. And it was in the year when Frazier ran. I'm yeah. like, hey, I ain't beating Frazier, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that 's a but that is a unique mindset that I think games athletes and competitive athletes have to have in order to be successful when you came away from the Mac, did you feel more confidence, less confidence did it, did it connect any of that for you?
1: Yeah, so going in like I obviously had big goals like no one wants to go to get last right. you know, but i don 't think at the time I was as confident as I maybe should have been um, so I was like, yeah, like, I want to go and do well, you know, like, obviously, the goal is to qualify for the games, no matter who you are, Right. but um, I would, like, doubt myself a little bit, I think, just because I was so shocked I even qualified, like, for semifinals at all, that I wish I would have, like, been a little bit more confident and, like, believed in my abilities, because I think it held me back a little bit, but, like, afterwards, looking back, now I'm like, okay, like, let's work hard this season, you know, like, I can do this, like, having more belief in myself and confidence in my abilities.
0: Has it changed the way you're approaching training, now that you've got that kind of, that new confidence?
1: I think so, um, I feel like I've been more willing to, like, try things in training, like, let's push for a bigger set on muscle-ups, just because if this was competition, like, I want to know if I can go for it or not, you know, like, I can, I got this, or, like, before, like, going for a PR attempt, like, I can do this, you know.
0: So watching the games this weekend, and you know, it's no secret. Tia's a favorite, right? Oh, yeah. And and you know, watching her dominant performance on day one, you know, three event wins and an event second. Uh, and we'll talk about Mal separately yes. beating her. But um, do you look at that and use that as comparison, or is that just something you set aside and you focus on just yourself?
1: Um, I mean, I you know compare myself to people probably a little bit more than i should just instagram you're like seeing what everyone's doing but it's like looking at T. it's like i kind of take it and like i mean i i want to be the best yeah. you know everyone does but it's like i try to think about like okay is not like comparing herself to other people you know T is out there doing her best you know like doing what she can she's not like Oh, like so and so's gonna beat me. Like they're better at this than right. I am. Like she's just going for it. So it's, I'm trying to like, you know, take that mindset and almost apply it to myself.
0: You well, know? it's definitely good to not compare yourself to people on Instagram because you yeah. could, you know, you could drive your own emotional well being into the ground. Yes. But I always wonder about like some of the benchmarks you see these people put up. You know, yeah. particularly like some of the heavy lifts. You know, mm-hmm. if you know someone can snatch whatever, you know, mm-hmm. pick the weight. Like we saw. 15-year-old girl, snatch 202.
1: Yeah. This weekend. Amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like, do you, does any of that does it affect how you maybe approach a lift or the training at all, or do you still just keep it, you know, I'm going to, here. I already know where I'm at. I'm going to build yeah. on that.
1: Um, I try to focus more just, you know, stay in my lane and stuff, because um, it is so easy to be like, you know, so-and-so, clean and jerk this or whatever, but it's like, okay, well, that's their highlight. Right. What's their max muslip set or their you know whatever road time like things like that where it's like you know i fell into that a little bit i think at one point but now it's like seeing the big picture of like you just have to be well-rounded right and like you can't have any one weakness because that if your weakness is too big it'll drag you out point just points wise for the season so trying to just like focus on myself and like mal always says i guess like stay in my lane but it's so true it's so important and I think all the top athletes like are really just staying in their lane,
0: right? You know. do you have an opinion on who you think is most well-rounded outside of Tia? I mean, on, on I the gotta, women's side, I
1: gotta say Sam, right? Sam's
0: pretty well-rounded. Yeah,
1: she's she's getting strong, for sure. You know, she's she's amazing, especially, you know, like being 39 and stuff right. and still still going and being right up there with the women. So
0: the thing I love about Sam is she is. Proving to the world that you can have longevity in the sport. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and maybe in the future we'll find out that she's just a freak of nature. I guess that's possible, yeah. but I don't think we will. I think we'll find that, you know, with proper training, diet, you mm-hmm. know, nutrition, um, recovery, sleep. Yep. We'll find that people can put in hard work, mm-hmm. grow their bodies, and, and have longevity, not only competing, but... Right. Just continuing to do crossfit, so I love the you know kind of the ambassador she's become for that. Yeah. Um, what do you think of some of these? You know, in your case, they're not going to be younger, but <laughs> you know, clearly we've got two teens in this competition this yeah. year, uh, Mal and Emma, who are both unreal. Yes. You know, amazing. What, what's that impact been on you?
1: It's been awesome because, like, I was you know competing in crossfit their age. Obviously, was not as good as them, but it just it's super cool to see that because. They started like when they were ten, and I started when I was thirteen. So it's like we grew up in the sport, right? And at a competitive level, so it's cool because I feel like I can relate to them in a sense, even though like they're really not that much younger than me. But they do feel like little seventeen-year-olds. Yeah, they're they're little kids, little babies. Yeah, but they're amazing. (laughs) And I haven't talked to Emma, but I know Mal just from over the years and stuff. And like they're both awesome, and you know, it's it's cool to see them and like how their confidence has grown and things like that and the fire they bring right
0: it's been yeah they're interesting to me they're both mature beyond their years you know it's it's funny that you said you know they seem young because obviously they seem young to me but Mm -hmm. um they also seem very adult-like and childlike at the same time it's it's so interesting to me when you when i talk to them and we talk crossfit yeah it's like talking to someone my age and then I can see them turn around and interact with their friends, and they're exactly like my daughters. Yeah, you know, it's and which, so funny. yeah, I love it. I, I just, I really love that aspect of how this community brings us together at all ages. Yeah. you know, I mean, you're training with Sam. You know, she's twice your age.
1: Yeah,
0: and you guys are side by side, and I'm imagining she's beating you in a lot of wads. Oh you yeah, know?
1: oh yeah. Every great once in a while, and like a strict handstand push up, and like a heavy squat clean workout, like I might get her. Right or like be close to her but yeah she's way ahead of me most of the time
0: well that's one of my favorite things of the sport you know we're spending time in the gym with younger people and, mm-hmm. and going side by side, and it's you know speaking for the old contingent <laughs> when i occasionally beat someone who happens to be in their 20s yeah it's like the greatest moment of my life oh yeah i just like i act like <laughs> i cure cancer i'm just running <laughs> around gosh. so happy for the rest of the day like it's oh my so god fun. i i beat jeremy he's 20 years old this is great <laughs> you know yeah also, a little fun fact, my favorite thing to do is when a new member starts and they're young yeah. and they don't know how hard CrossFit is yet, oh. I love destroying young kids. Hey, let's do a partner wad together. Come on, let's go. This will <laughs> so be funny. fun. And then they leave so depressed that some old guy just destroyed <laughs> them in a, some sort of cardio worker because they don't know how to break it up. Like, they'll be fit, but they yeah. just, you know, you know it takes time to learn how to break up like workouts. No strategy, and, yeah, they just go sprint, hard. Sprint. Yeah. yeah just, 20 minutes. Yeah, they just go hard. You know, next thing you know, they're over puking in a bucket and I'm yeah. just laughing at them
1: you got to have them do, like, 50 cows per time assault bike.
0: Oh, God. Because they no. all go
1: out so hard, and then they're at, like, 20 or 30 and just.
0: So, true story. I did that. I skipped that one recently. Uh, I know Saxon won't listen to this, but I totally cherry-picked it because he programmed <laughs> it. I did it once at CrossFit Mentality, which is Scotch gym. Yeah. And I vowed I will never do that again because <laughs> I did exactly what you described. I went. Mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm pretty good on the bike. Like, I bike a lot. Right, yeah. and, it's, and it's, you know, when you're not a heavy lifter like me, you tend to focus on the cardio stuff because you can do it. Yeah. Right? And so I get on a bike, and I'm not kidding you, like as hard as I could go. <laughs> I think I did it, if I remember right, it was like probably around a minute 35 maybe. So it was fastish. you yeah. know, for, particularly in my age group. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I get off, and it's that, that assault bike moment. you get off you feel okay for a second Mm -hmm. i took two steps two and literally my legs collapsed i've never had that happen in my life where i fell down because i couldn't walk and and i had never done this before so i like turn look at Scott. i'm like (gasps) what the hell just happened (laughs) and everyone's just laughing and i just skipped there was a second workout they had programmed because that's you know it's a two-minute workout for most people the second program, I completely skipped it because I started to get that it feels like post Fran yeah. where you get worse and worse and worse for about twenty minutes. Yeah. You know? It was oh it was horrific. And yeah. so I told him, never again. That's it's
1: it. the worst, like when the workout's bad after. Oh. Like the quarterfinals workout with mm-hmm. the wall ball and rowing. Yep. Like I mean I went hard during it, but afterward I was not okay. I was on the floor, everyone's like, You gotta get up and walk it out. I'm like, I'm not moving. Like I can't get up. There's there's no movement happening.
0: Uh, I, I hate the I hate the ones that continue. Like Fran does that to me every yeah. single time. I did it at home in my basement a few weeks ago, which was, for the record, a really stupid thing to do. Like, don't do it alone. Like, if you're gonna no. suffer, suffer with everyone else. Right. But I thought to myself, I'm not gonna do Fran the way you do it in a gym. I'll pace it. I'll I planned out my breaks because I'm by myself. And I'm not racing.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll stick to my breaks, and I and I did. I like, you know, you're not breaking much, but. I'm dropping, you know, every seven lifts or whatever. Yeah. And then same thing for the next 15 minutes, just getting progressively worse. Yeah. You know, until finally, just, you know, then you can feel yourself kind of crest over that hill and you start getting better, but it's just a miserable feeling. Right. But, when it just know, w-
1: gets worse and worse. You're like, when's it going to end?
0: Yeah. I need to, I guess I need to talk to, you know, someone who can properly explain to me why that happens. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll probably get DMs now that I've said that, but, probably. uh, I need to understand why the human body does that because it's, mm-hmm. it's just a weird, weird, weird thing. Right? Yeah. So, so what's next for you? Obviously, you're back in training mode. Yes. You, you're gearing up for the next round of the open.
1: Yeah. I mean, taking a little deload this week.
0: Are you good? This games training. Yeah.
1: Killing me. Um, and then I'm gonna compete at the like the Pit Elite Team Throwdown. Okay. because um, they got an 1819 division this year nice i'm so excited about
0: i might be at that so i might see you Ooh, there that'd be fun yeah
1: um there'll be like some like cool people there i think yeah like dall and going to be there yep. like doing like volunteering or something i don't yep. know um and then uh so that's labor day weekend and then the last weekend of september i have like i'm doing like a local comp but it's pretty competitive yep. um it's called bout the banks it's in downtown Cincinnati, like on the street, yeah. outside. They set up a rig and stuff. Okay. So that'll be really fun. And then, yeah, just, you know, training for the Open quarterfinals, semifinals, and seeing what happens. Nice. I mean, I want to be here next year competing, so.
0: Well, I'd love to see, see you see here. You. When is the one in Cincinnati?
1: Uh, the last weekend of September.
0: Okay. I'll yeah. put it on my calendar. It's not a far drive for me.
1: Oh yeah that's right
0: I wouldn't mind coming down and watch I love watching local comps yeah. Those are the fun ones it's
1: gonna be like competitive because we've got some like good people in the area yeah. so and it's a big draw from like all around Ohio so well, you're look, right on the mm-hmm. Kentucky
0: border too so you'll get the hillbillies they'll come up yeah lots of mullets
1: there's some interesting people at the at that event for sure because you get everyone off the street it's, yeah well, it's interesting
0: Cincinnati's interesting that way
1: yep it's it a, is
0: it's the one of the rare cities I've stayed in where I watch drug deals go down on the street oh yeah it's uh
1: yeah, I'm I not sure that's a, a claim
0: to fame for the city. but yeah.
1: I live in the suburbs, so I'm not a part of that, which
0: is good. <laughs> You're not doing drug deals? No, nope. I'm
1: not. Oh, I'm disappointed no. in you. I yeah, know.
0: Maybe, maybe uh, selling protein powders on the side or something we don't know about.
1: Yeah, like creatine or something. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, well, what are you going to do with the games here? You got any, any besides watching competition, anything yes. fun uh, on your agenda?
1: Um, stop by the Noble booth again. Of course. Of course, taking all my money. Um, you know, seeing some of the vendors. Like, it's been cool because, um, like, Wits here, RPM, people like that um, sent me some stuff for semifinals. So just getting to, like, go meet the people I've been talking right. to on Instagram and, like, thank them in person. has been nice. Um, talk to, like, the Yurubay people, uh, which has been, that's been cool. Um, stuff like that. And then, like, there's a little, like teen CrossFit community.
0: Oh, there's a huge teen CrossFit yeah. community. Yeah,
1: and, like, now I'm part of, like, the older teens. Right. So, like, there's two other athletes here who, uh, they competed, so they're my age, and they competed at the West Coast Classic. Yeah. So, I've never gotten to meet them, but, like, you know, I got their numbers, and we DM all the time and stuff like that, so I'll get to finally meet them, so, like, that'll Wh- be which fun. Which
0: athletes were those?
1: Uh, James
0: Sprague, yeah. yeah,
1: and then um, Alex Willis. Okay. Uh, she was there competing. We both got like curly hair, so. You
0: know. Yeah, I don't know her. I kind of know James. I know Dalen Pepper real well. And, yeah. Uh, we're gonna try to get James on this week while we're, you know, all around.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: He had an epic moment at the West Coast Classic where he he uh, was he got capped in a workout. And he was the last one on the on the field and uh, doing yeah. handstand push-ups oh. and the entire st- every time he would get one the entire stadium would roar oh you know?
1: that's awesome and
0: to his credit you know that's a tough moment as an athlete to be the only one on the floor yeah doing something hard. and to his credit like he's out there biggest smile you've ever seen oh. cheer- like raising his hands cheering people on getting them to yell that's You awesome. know, like i was really proud of him as a, a as an athlete to do that that's that, really
1: cool and said like you know, you could be out there, like, crying or it's, things yeah. like that. Because it's, it's hard. when, Like, that's what I, I was not prepared for at the MAC was, like, all the people. Like, and it really wasn't, like, there weren't that many people there. Like, it wasn't a huge event just because, like, COVID and stuff. But, um, but yeah, like, the lights and, like, the music was, like, loud. Like, the bass was yeah. going. I, like, didn't even, like, think about that before I was there. But, um, yeah, just all the people watching you, it's, like, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. I failed my, like, first snatch at 145. I'm like, what the heck? This is, like, routine weight, you know?
0: Well, it's interesting. At the MAC, you had a lot of athletes fail their opening lift. because, yeah. And I think it was because that was really the first semi back. And mm-hmm. to your point, they hadn't mentally prepared for what that crowd was, was going to be like. Yeah. I was talking to Mark Juan Jones. he Jones. Uh, we were driving down, and his opening lift was 275, which, for yeah. the record, Quan, if you listen to this, it was too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he missed it twice. His opening lift.
1: Uh, yeah, I watched that like on the TVs back there.
0: Yeah, we were driving down, and my friend had the laptop and was was, uh, playing it, and yes, I was trying to watch with my peripherals as I was yeah. driving, so not really safe, but but he missed. Yeah, he steps up to the bar. I'm like, yeah, two seventy five. She's like, yeah. I'm like, on, bro, yeah. seriously, that like, you're strong, dude, but you gotta op-
1: have a safe way every yeah, time.
0: Open at two fifty five. Like, right. And he missed, so he missed twice. And now I'm having a heart attack about to run, run off the road because yeah. he's going to not record a lift on the opening and lift. And, he, and then he hit it. Yeah. And I saw him afterwards, and I razzed him about it. But I think it was the same thing. I saw other athletes do it. And I think, you know, you get in the moment. You're like, yeah. I know I can hit this lift. And you get out, and the music's pumping. And the crowds are yelling. And yeah. adrenaline will carry you but will also mess you up, Yeah. <laughs> particularly on a very technical lift.
1: Right. Yeah, I did the opposite of that. So... My one-rep was, like, 165, and I hit it, like, three times before in training, like, really easy, Uh, but, like, I talked to Sam, she's like, okay, do 165, like, I know you want a PR, but your first big competition, like, ever, like, let's be smart here, it's, like, fail 140, I was like, oh, no, but, like, with the 20 seconds was nice, and then before, like, 155 and 165, like... My body's shaking like I can't like I'm like I don't know how like I'm gonna like I feel like all stiff like how am I gonna move and like snatch this but right. I mean I got it so it was good but yeah, everyone was after like you gotta go heavier that's not your one rep like, right snatch some more weight so I did get 170 the other day
0: that's so amazing. we're getting there hey that's amazing that's a big lift Thank I yeah. I Worry that people are going to come away from this competition and, and see Olivia's lift and go, okay, well, every woman should be snatching 200. Like, no. there is, you know, even amongst the best of the best, there are people that are specialists at something. Right. I'm not saying Olivia's a specialist, but she's certainly a she's spectacular lifter, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah like, uh, even a lot of the women here competing in the individual competition, like, I'd say, like, a lot of them probably can't snatch 200. Yeah. Several of them can snatch over 200, but a lot of them can't.
0: Well, And the interesting thing about the sport is that, I mean, you said it earlier, it's really more about being well-rounded. And you look at this competition with Haley Adams in second, Mm -hmm. she's not the strongest. She's not the fastest. Right. She's certainly not going to have the heavy. I mean, her snatch is 185. That's what she had at the MAC.
1: Yeah. Right. It was amazing.
0: It was amazing. Yeah. And and that was her PR for her. Right. Mm -hmm. But what she excels in is getting top 10 finishes every time or top five finishes. You know, and I think that's the real trick to winning something like the crossfit games like yeah. there aren't many or will probably ever again be many tia claire to me so matt frazier's it's going to be the people that win will be the ones that can put up consistent you know competition you know event after event after event
1: yeah yeah that's the secret like because um, in the open like or quarterfinals whatever anything online it's like if you get top 50 but then get like i don't know some ridiculous like place or super far out it's just like you could be out of qualifying you know so it's it's the consistency for sure
0: yeah i agree Mm -hmm. well i'm so glad you got a chance to sit down with me
1: we've been wanting to get
0: you on i'm sorry nikki couldn't be here she's busy uh doing her thing on the sidelines and being totally glam at (laughs) uh nine months pregnant so she's about to pop Protein. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meeting doctors all weekend through CrossFit Health. I'm like, hey, okay, if you see Nikki, she may have to deliver. So
1: <laughs> be ready. <laughs>
0: yeah, be ready. Go get some newspaper and some hot water. Yeah. She'll be good to oh go. Oh my gosh. But yeah, thank you for joining. Yes, Hopefully, I'll see you. Thanks for it. having me. I hope I see you at the team throwdown. I'm going to try to get there. If yes, not, very uh, excited for that. Maybe Cincinnati, one or the other. You're close. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, not too far.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining and we will chat with you later. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Live from the CrossFit Games out here in Vendor Village, which is uh, why we have all the background noise, and I like it. And uh, keeping with our content around uh, interesting voices within the community, today we've got uh, a group with Faith Rx with us, which is uh, a Christian based organization within our community that I've done a lot of work with and have been friends with for quite some time for those of you that are coming to listen to this specifically for them let me give you the disclaimer that we are not in control of anything you may hear around us (laughs) (laughs) we were listening to uh or being forced to listen to some nwa a few minutes ago full disclosure i have all their albums but uh so you know if you're offended by that i can't control it and i can't edit it out so you're on your own but anyway welcome guys how are you? you thanks for having us john yeah so let's introduce yourselves whoever wants to go first
2: all right, so I'm I'm Lindsay Strickler. I'm the marketing and media director over at Faith RX. All
3: right, I'm Guido Trinidad, uh, husband, father, business owner, and also the executive director for Faith RX. All
0: right, well let's jump in. You guys are are doing great work. Uh, when did I when did we meet, Lindsay? I'm trying was to remember. Has it been Wadapalooza or was it before that?
2: So we we ran into each other I think at the 19 games, the 2019 yeah, yeah, yeah. games. Yeah. Yep. Because um, I had a media
0: pass. Yes. And
2: I saw your sticker and I was like, I want to introduce myself you to that You and guy. everybody else <laughs> on the planet.
1: They were
0: giving media passes in 2019. Ew, I know. To ever I met this dude day one who comes in. I thought I was a big deal. The page had just like started to blow up. Had like 100,000 followers. It just started my podcast. I'm like, I'm such a big deal. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> and I met this dude on day one. And uh, and I had my media pass, on so I'm like, oh, I'm so cool. And this guy's <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I have a YouTube page. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know Team Richie. They have like, you know, 300,000 subscribers. I you know know all these YouTubers. How how big's your page? He's like, I just launched it two days ago. I'm like, yeah, they will give one to any. The questionnaire must have been, do you have a pulse? It's yes, so that's it. true. Yeah, it, it is true. Like- well, but
2: I mean, and it was like. I don't know what I'll do with this, but I would not be doing my job if I didn't take advantage of this opportunity and get a media pass and we'll just figure out why we're there like behind <laughs> the scenes with the media team.
0: Ne- next year, they're going to get like 10,000 applications for media passes. Now mm-hmm. that people going to hear this and realize <laughs> the secret. It's true. It doesn't get you anything, but easier access to get in. That's it. Like That's you don't, true. you don't get a real good, you don't get Coliseum seats. Mm-mm. You know, you can get in the pit, but you can't see anything from the pit. The only thing it gets you, and this is a pretty big deal, though, is you don't have to wait in line to get your bag checked.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really nice, yeah.
0: Oh, it's so nice, particularly when you have one of these backpacks, and you're mm-hmm. like carrying all this gear in, and you don't want to search through it, and yeah. You, yeah. it's just such a pain.
2: The cool thing I thought about them doing that was the access for other countries that it gave, Yeah. because there's so many countries that didn't necessarily have the live stream that would be in their language, and so people were able to tap in and create their own content for their country. And so it broadened that access. And I was like, that's amazing. I had
0: forgotten about that at the twenty, And because I haven't seen that this year. Mm-hmm, yeah, I was walking around in that games. And I remember distinctly there were, um, maybe they were Portuguese or Brazilian. Or, you know, they were certainly yeah. speaking Portuguese. Hugo, Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually, I think they're here. But there were there were a lot of people live streaming in different languages, like walking around mm-hmm. with selfie sticks, and they're speaking Spanish yeah. and French and Russian yeah. and whatever, and it was a really unique experience, mostly because I barely speak English, so <laughs> it was tough, but oh, yeah. it, was, it was certainly fun to watch, and I've missed that experience this year because nobody can get here, or, or a lot of people can't get yeah. here. Yeah,
3: right. You, you know, know it just overall, it was a huge shift in the, in the mentality that CrossFit HQ had, where before they protected all their content so well, I mean, you couldn't even... Use the name CrossFit Games, yeah. you know, in, in most of your stuff. Let alone free for all, anybody and everybody that wants to come. Yeah, you well, know.
0: Yeah. Big props to them this year. They didn't, um, you know, we got we had a, you know, a media kit, and they told us what we could and couldn't do, and you know, I've ignored almost all of it, <laughs> but they have been very accepting to just, you know, I've met a lot of people that they've kind of let almost anybody in again, mm-hmm. you know, to do it because, in to your point, I think it's really. Good, that they're not so protective of the brand that they don't let the community put this right. stuff out, tell their story. Yeah. Well, and I think that benefits you guys and your specific charity. Like they mm-hmm. don't micromanage you either, so that's yeah, mm-hmm. that's a huge plus.
2: But we're also really careful that when we talk about CrossFit, it's in context of the community or the gyms that we partner with. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't put it in a way where it might associate us closer than would be legally allowed.
0: Right. Well, how did your organization come to be? Why don't we start for the people that don't know about your organization? Like, how did it come to be?
3: Yeah, I can share a little on that. Um, so, it all started, I believe, uh, first and foremost with CrossFit Faith, mm-hmm. which was um, really just like a faith workout that was created by a gentleman by the name of Chip Pew, who's a co-founder of Faith RX. And the reason why I go to to him first because he was the first one to really start anything mm-hmm. in the CrossFit. Uh, space uh, that was faith-based, and he would post workouts. And he had—he was an official affiliate, um, and he actually was, uh, I believe, you know, Rich Froning's mentor. Um, he's the one that pretty much introduced Rich to uh, to CrossFit out and Cook. those traffic strength and conditioning coach there. Um, long story short, then Becky Konzuman, um, one year at the games, and uh, I'm, I'm just reflecting on how she would tell the story at, at our camps. Um, but she was. She felt like God was tugging on her heart for quite some time um, to do something in the CrossFit space, and that the CrossFit space just needed to hear more about God. And uh, she didn't know what that looked like. And she was, she was formerly with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, a, a pretty big organization. and. You know, they have this this Bible that is specifically for for athletes. It tells testimonies of athletes and their story and is encouraging and inspiring for other athletes to read and assisting them in in their spiritual growth as well. So when she was uh, they were going out to Camp Peddleton, she goes ahead and just asks one of, I think it was Mm -hmm. Chris Spieler, she says, hey, what do you think if -hmm. we had like a a Bible, a New Testament Bible like the FCA does, but for CrossFitters, that would be great. so, you know, she was just encouraged by, you know, being out there on the competition floor, having the heart that she has for the Lord, but seeing, you know, the CrossFit community and, uh, and just the qualities that they possess in terms of the unity, the hard work, all of the, all the things that they're doing to strive to be better versions of themselves and felt like, you know, they had one element that they were missing and it was, you know, to fill that spiritual gap in their life. So she wanted to help bridge that gap. Um, so but she kind of really held back from my understanding. The way that she tells the story was like mm-hmm. she didn't really want to take that step, and, and she knew that it needed to be a little bit more than just a New Testament Bible. But she says that the Lord just wouldn't let her sleep until she, mm-hmm. uh, until she went ahead and, and followed through with it. So she reached out to Chip Pugh and asked if he would um, just help her with the organization and whatnot. And they, her and, and her husband Jim Konsuman. And, uh, and Chip Hugh they all co-founded Rx, and they started off with the New Testament Bible I believe this is 2013 mm-hmm. yep. yep and yep. then January, shortly thereafter January
2: 1, 2013
3: yeah and then shortly thereafter and was through like you're not l- going to l- sleep
2: unless you do this yeah and she, as an athlete she's like you, you, you glorify sleep recovery is everything yeah. and she's like oh my gosh I need to do everything I can to make sure I protect my sleep okay God I'll do whatever it is that I need to do
3: yeah so that I can sleep I'll do whatever you need <laughs> me to do so yeah, and then after that, they started. We started launching um, camps, what they called Iron Sharpens Iron camps, where you go and you know you're learning not only about CrossFit but also about the word. And, uh, and from there, yeah, that was almost eight years ago. That's
0: crazy. Wow, well, you, you certainly found a need within the community, or you, you're are filling filling uh, maybe a hole that was there, like. We were joking, I forget which sanction it was I was watching, it It must must have been Granite Games because it was on TV, and I felt like every athlete that won an event, when they got up, they thanked God for the victory, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I joked, I'm like, I wish they'd interview the second person who'd go, man, Jesus tripped me on those box jumps. (laughs) (laughs) I would have won, but he just didn't want me to. He
3: wasn't on my side.
0: I know, but you know, it's interesting to me, though, and so the, the real... Like kind of relatable part of that joke though is is that there's a huge faith-based community within yeah. CrossFit, which I find really unique and different because it's it's such an aggressive sport, you know. <laughs> so you don't you don't necessarily relate you know Christianity to aggression, right? And mm. and bluntly, like you know, the the sport was founded by a non-believer who you know Greg was notoriously and is notoriously kind of foul mouthed and and he's a funny dude. You know, I'm not bad mouthing him, but. It's just interesting that it's it's attracted so many Christians and Mm -hmm. faith-based people. Like, why do you think that is? Do you have a sense of why it attracts so many?
3: Hmm. I have an inclination. I think just in general, the you know, there's a like-mindedness, regardless of your faith, that when you walk in through a CrossFit gym, that you are accepting Mm -hmm. that you want to be better. And that you're willing to go through some things, some tough things, in order to grow, in order to be better. And, and there's a level of humility, there's a level of coachability, there's a level of, like, surrendering, you know, to the guy who's programming, the coach who's correcting your form. Um, and that's, you know, the mentality that it requires to accept God into your heart and say, okay, I don't know it all. <laughs> I need to have faith. Um, I'm not a perfect person I never will be but I can become a better version of myself you know through the grace of God so I think there's that that like-mindedness of of someone who walks into the gym already again wanting to do something physical and but also as well it parallels into uh, into the spiritual phase
0: do you find it hard I was raised in a very religious family. My mom has probably read the Bible cover to cover. Yeah. She's going to listen to this and so she'll probably <laughs> yell at me for telling the story. But I, I I just distinctly remember every Bible in our household just basically being yellow from being mm. highlighted and little handwritten notes. And, you know, she's teaching Sunday school every Sunday, you know, so I've been around it a lot. Um, and so I, I think I understand this mindset, but do you find it difficult to be leading a faith-based organization and having to always be on? Or do you feel the need to Mm -hmm. always be on? Meaning, you know, like, non-believers judging you, going, Mm -hmm. oh, Lindsay's working for FaithRx, but she looked really upset when that workout was over, so (laughs) maybe she doesn't really believe what she believes. Right,
2: right. Uh, That's a great question. That's a Mm. great question. You know, I think, at this point, personally, in, in my life, um, I've been a believer long enough where I'm, I'm used to standing out or kind of sticking out a little bit right in the way that I live my life or the way that I choose to live my life um, and so I don't necessarily think I have this like extra pressure in that way to always be on like maybe in a work capacity like I need to make sure I'm on but there's also a natural element to like it's just this is my personality this is who I am this is what I'm passionate about too um, but also like There's a level of grace, too, where, I okay, I represent, like, who I represent. I represent God. Um, My desire is to be more Christ-like and to represent Him well. Um, But there's also grace for when I mess up, and I don't get it perfect all the time. And so if I don't get it perfect, like, that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try harder next time, but it's not on my strength that I'm doing this. Um, And it's not for my glory. So there's grace there. And if someone's, like... Hey, like you say, you're a Christian. I just saw you do that. It opens up an opportunity for us to have a conversation yeah. around that, right? Because a lot of times there's this belief that, like, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to look a certain way, walk a certain way, do a certain thing. Um, and if you're not perfect, then you're screwing up. Um, and that's just
0: not that's just not true. Do you struggle to deal with the haters? Like, I deal. I, I'll give you personal, yeah, your personal testimony so um, I'm using the right verbiage so um, <laughs> my mom is going to be so proud it. when she hears this she's like oh my baby my baby boy's getting it right no um, I do these year of uplift posts right, yeah. that pretty often mm-hmm. um, and the, you know they're designed to make people feel good and mm-hmm. sometimes they're religious in nature sometimes they're not but any time I do something that upsets someone, inevitably someone's coming in the comments going, right. Oh, that's very uplifting. Mm. You know? Mm. Like how do you deal I've I i got to believe you could deal with that some. Yeah, like, we yeah, how, yeah we do. how do you guys deal with that? Just let it go or is it just something you have to continually manage?
2: You pray. You pray through it. Like <laughs> right. this is it's all situational, right? And you, you, you pray about it and you're just kinda you're looking at the comment and you're going, Okay, like There's a there's a place this comment is coming from with this person, and it says more about them than it does about us. And sometimes you have to look at that comment and go, okay, we're you know, is there, are they right? Like, is there something we need to check ourselves, or do I need to check myself on in what we're doing here? Um, So it's not totally just like, ah, it's a hater, write them off, but going, okay, like, where is this person coming from? Are they hurting? Is it speaking to something about their life, maybe? Um, do we need to engage with that and talk with them about that? And do we engage with it if it's on a, in a online situation directly right there in the comment? Or is it a direct DM um, to talk to them? Because, I mean, we had... Um, actually it was around the time that Becky passed away, someone started an account called Atheist RX and they started trolling us.
0: Get and out so, of here. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, and so
0: That's not surprising at all. Not no, even a little. The yeah, internet is so weird. It's just
2: crazy like, like people I mean people hey, look, are broken. Someone
0: created a, a page for my cat. All right. No so way. yeah, so people will <laughs> will absolutely do that stuff twenty four seven.
2: Yeah, like like it, it's just crazy the stuff that people come up with and do. But, again, like, it's just the reality that we live in a broken world. And also, like, part of, part of what we believe is that um, no one is outside of the grace of God. And so, like, it doesn't matter how broken you are. Like, God's grace is there for you. And so um, we've been with this, this group, Atheist RX. Um, I reached out to a couple people in our community, and we've been praying for them ever since. Um, are
0: they still trolling you? Are they still n- out there? No,
2: they stopped. They stopped. And... Um, you know we've reached out to them like they actually got really quiet and it was like what's going on and mm. so we actually reached out to them and we're like hey noticed we haven't seen you around are you doing okay <laughs> right <laughs> you know um, so you just you just pray about it situationally try I mean human get a little frustrated like really come on like what what in the world right. and then but having that check of like okay uh, this does often say more about the person and, and it never comes from a place of like they just felt like it it Stirred something up in them. What is it? Why is that?
0: You know, something's interesting to me about your organization. You know, Christianity is um, one of the, maybe the only, but definitely one of the few religions that tries to convert you. They want Mm, to convert mm -hmm,
1: you, right? mm -hmm. Like
0: someone asked me the other day, why isn't there a Jewish RX? And I'm like, because Jews don't want to convert you. They (laughs) like all my friends are Jewish, and I'm like, they don't even want you to be Jewish. They don't want you to join, you know? Yeah. But Christians do. Right. Mm -hmm. But you guys take a very neutral stance, my opinion, Mm -hmm. in the way you run your organization. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't ever see you guys like actively trying to convert people. Mm -hmm. I see you saying, Hey, can we pray for you? Mm -hmm. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're taking a, Hey, we really, you know, we're praying for this group or, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Like, is that part of your mission statement or is that just something that's evolved over time?
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I think it's, I don't think it's part of the mission statement per se. I think it's just more like cultural Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, trying to be sensitive to God and how he wants us to approach people. And I think anybody, you know, we're we're normal people that just love Jesus, right? And I think uh, like anything else, you know, (laughs) <laughs> my wife calls me the, uh, the CrossFit disciple I, like I will try to sell CrossFit to anybody like in the world I'll be on vacation and someone's just like hey you work out and I'm like well yeah kind of and all of a sudden I'm just like you should look up a local CrossFit gym and it's because I genuinely believe and care but I'm not gonna like beat the guy over the head with it even though yeah. I know they could save his physical life and I think the same is true with Christianity, and it's even more of a sensitive topic, right? Because it's, it's you know, we're talking about faith. There's, there's some deep-rooted stuff there from childhood or whatnot. So if you come on a little too strong, you could actually do the opposite and push someone mm-hmm. away. So, you know, we try to say, okay, well, and this is not something that you necessarily are conscious about all the time, but I think it's just some emotional and spiritual intelligence there where you're like, okay, well, how do I mm-hmm. best lead this person into a relationship with God and first and foremost it's our actions mm-hmm. right um, and secondly it would be you know just loving on them mm-hmm. right treating them you know with love regardless of what their beliefs are regardless of their behavior mm-hmm. and whatnot. so I think it's yeah it's, I wouldn't say it's part of the mission statement I think it's just part of the way that Jesus yeah. tried to do it and his disciples and uh, trying to follow their footsteps as best mm-hmm. as possible if people are
0: asking you on vacation if you work out they are either blind <laughs> Or they're just foolish. Yeah, I mean, so seriously, funny. dude, your arms are bigger than my legs. <laughs> they don't fit in the van like, right now. I have one arm. On you my should, should my... make t-shirts that say Jesus saves, but he also does curls. <laughs> <laughs> those things are huge. Wait, yeah. Write that one down. They should. So they oh, oh, so good. I'm the, I, the, the t-shirt I, I do excellent crossfit christian memes yes
2: yes you do you you came out with some fire ones i went back through those this this week
0: so for so everyone hasn't seen them i i did a post for you guys we should talk about that i did a post for you guys on easter and i actually snagged one of your photos i didn't even like create the photo i just took a faith rx post yep and it was easter right (laughs) the the christian holiday yes right like it's the one so i'm like I'm going, for my year of uplift, I'm going to do, and I'm going to do a post for Faith or X and all I said, I didn't even take a position. I intentionally didn't take a position. You were so neutral. I was so, I was Sweden. I was so Sweden. <laughs> I went in, and I, I'm like, hey, here's a great faith-based, I'm like, happy Easter. Here's a great faith-based organization. If you happen to be a believer, or you're interested mm-hmm. in learning about it, this is a great organization for you to reach out to.
2: And I want to point out, You do that for everyone.
0: Yeah, well, it's not just you guys. It's
2: regardless of, like, you you encourage and you shout out and you you give space for everyone, regardless of their religious, political affiliation, beliefs. Like, you you give space for everyone in
0: CrossFit. Yeah, and so, you know, and I wanted to make sure because it was Easter, like, that's the right time to do it, Mm -hmm. right? The comment section became a dumpster Mm -hmm. fire. Mm. oh my goodness it was just like one after the other people blowing me up and they didn't like the photo and you know all the atheists coming it's probably that atheist mm. rx group yeah coming in and just blowing me and truthfully actually the atheists started defending me by the end hmm. um but there were just so many people
2: i do remember up. that that was really interesting yeah so
0: i'm one of those guys that i'm like i doubled if you like start attacking me trying to like cancel the page i double down and mm-hmm. i not only doubled down i like quadruple down so i started making christian crossfit memes <laughs> and they were hysterical <laughs> they were. I, like <laughs> i rarely think my own stuff is funny but i'm making these posts, and i'm literally laughing as i'm doing and, them. No, and
2: i think there were a few you shared with me that you didn't even like publish like you were on a roll like um, you were just you were just cranking
0: them out i want to hear one. oh <laughs> uh, i'll show them to you after the i'll show them to, i've probably still got them in here somewhere but uh but, yeah, so I, like, all of a sudden... And then all of a sudden, I've got, you know, all these faith followers messaging me going, oh, I'm so happy I found your page. I'm like, you need to slow down because a lot of my stuff is not going to be like this. Like I know, because th-
2: there were a few people who went, like, the other way, too, where they read into it something about, like, your belief system where I was like, oh, come on, guys. Like, that's that's not what he's saying either. Yeah,
0: it was... Uh, it was an, but it was really fun. And then I'm like, I think I found a niche. I think I could create an entire page around Christian CrossFit memes, but... <laughs> But then, you know, so then I... So here's the funny thing that came out of that. So now, you know, Instagram has an algorithm. They see what you look at. Yeah. And so now my uh, Explore page is CrossFit, yep. Guitars, Cats, because those are the three things yeah. in my life, and now Christian meme pages. <laughs> That's good. So I get all the Christian meme pages in my Explore page now, and nice, they're actually really nice. good.
2: Yeah, you'll have to keep sending some of those to me then. I see those. They, yeah. They're
0: really good, but uh, they're it's funny and painful to follow them and to read them mm. because nobody fights better amongst themselves than Christians. Mm. And That's I mean right. that with all due respect. Mm-hmm. Like it's and it's you know theology is a difficult topic for a lot of people. Yeah. And and people have wildly you know we're not going to get into theology discussion here but they do have a you know people have wildly Bad. different viewpoints on what the Bible means and says and, right. and, and you know these guys will post these memes mm-hmm. And, you know, memes are a great method to get people talking about topics. That's what they're Mm -hmm. designed to do. It's what satire does. But, man, the comments actually get wild. Yeah. But the best part of it in these Christian memes, though, is, like, they're mean to each other, but they always end with, I'm praying for you, brother. (laughs) I'm praying that you see the I'm praying that you see my yeah, side yes. that's basically yes. what they're saying with us right yeah that's what they always say I'm, I'm praying that you see the light really yeah. what they're saying is I'm, I hope you come to yeah. find out that I'm correct that I'm right yeah, yeah. 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 it's great it's, it is absolutely bad. I'll send you some though. they yeah, are good I would,
2: I would love that's to see those. they are, they see are very those.
0: very clever. so so what do you guys have going on now within the community got any special events coming up anything mm. like big?
2: Mm. Yeah we do. We've got our immersive camp experience coming up. It's uh, our faith and fitness camp called True Strength, and it's three days, and we dive into uh, fitness components. Uh, they rotate out, bar cycling, gymnastics movements. Um, we've partnered with an organization called Point One Vision with Sarah Lugman and she's doing sandbag training and resilience training. Um, as part of that, and that's the the fitness side of it, right? And then we have the faith side of it, where we dive into um, different topics, but primarily around believe, follow, love, which we believe is the prescription for faith. And so we know our name is Faith Rx. Right. So like, what's the prescription for faith? And it's um, believe in Jesus, um, follow what He says, and love people. And so um, we have talks that all center around those topics, and it's just a really great
3: time no it's awesome I just had one in Miami and a few months ago and it's um, you know that's how I personally got involved I was a guest coach back in I want to say 2014 maybe 15 Um, and ever since you know just continue to be involved as a coach and every single time we get together it's like this was the best one ever. This was the best one ever. It (laughs) is so true. And, you know, and I think it's just, you know, God continuing to show us like, hey, what is our purpose with these camps? And, you know, one of the big things that that he's, uh, you know, really put on our hearts is for those who are believers, and really, you know, at the end of the day, we're all on a different faith journey, right? Some are curious, some have been in the faith, and maybe it's, you know, their faith has run dry. Some are on fire and want to share with others and want to learn how to. So we want to make these camps, you know, for anyone on that spectrum. And one of the biggest things that we saw that regardless of where people were on their faith journey was, what does it look like for me to have fitness in my life? Because I'm really passionate about this fitness thing. And like, what does God say about that? And how am I supposed to steward this? How do I use this Mm -hmm. for him? Um, so we wouldn't say that, you know, we have the, the perfect solution, but I, we believe that God has, you know, shown us, you know, what what he wants us to do with with fitness and what it means to mm-hmm. us. You know, uh, what what does it mean for him um, and how we're supposed to steward it? You know, so that's been a, a really big blessing for for all of us as individuals, because we, we work out every day and it could be something that's could become very self-consuming um, mm-hmm. and become even to some degree kind of like an idol right mm-hmm. you start right. to idolize fitness and it becomes the center of your life and you're like oh but i want to be healthy and fit but yeah. at, at the end of the day then you start taking your eyes off of the one who actually gave you the ability and desire mm-hmm. to actually even do that to begin with so it's a it's a hot topic a lot of people come in for that reason they want to know like hey i love working out but what am i supposed to do with this yeah, How do i do how, it well
2: and how did jesus come into that yep. And something that Becky used to say is, um, "Fitness is not a great god, and it'll fail you." And so, meaning, you know, people come into fitness whether they want to look better, feel better, all these different things. But it only gets you so far. Like, sure, you achieve the body you want, but are you are you content? Are you happy? Did it did it give you all the things that you want? Um, and it only can take you so far. It doesn't answer those bigger questions around life, purpose, meaning. Why are we here? Um, and so it's really great getting to dive into those deeper
0: topics. Yeah. I have not achieved the body I want. <laughs> so I can't even get that right. <clears throat> I'm a mess. You're funny. If someone wanted to um, participate, where would they find mm-hmm. info?
2: So they can go to faithrxd.org. Uh, and so that's our website. But the specific URL for the one coming up in October in College Station Is faithrxd.org forward slash True Strength College Station.
3: So we say you leave transformed. Mm. So do you think that John, if he goes, he'll have the body he wants after? Will it give me abs? I
0: think.
2: I mean, possible. If you pray hard enough. People always (laughs) send
0: me. They always send me the (laughs) stupid meme of Jesus with abs. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! with some joke about CrossFit, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not posting that. It's not funny. It's not <laughs> That's funny. good. They love to do it though. You know, they, yeah. the Catholics love making these statues with abs. I don't know what it is. I don't know what these. Right, right, I don't know what their deal is. Right. But it's I need funny. some. I need somebody to make a statue of me like that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there we go. There You're we go. Just up. get that shirt. Walk around with the shirt.
0: Yeah. With no, right. people. <laughs> People would literally stone me, not even even proverbially stone me. It's good, it's good. Well, you guys are doing really, really, really great work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I will say, you know, just from a personal experience, you know, I've been impressed with what you guys do, just uh, like you guys will reach out to me on a regular basis, say, is Mm -hmm. there anything we can pray for you? You know, and it's never... Hey, we saw your last couple of memes. You seem like a hot mess right now, so we really need to help you. Like, it's never that. It's just, it's always just kind of kind. And, you know, you routinely ask, is there anyone you know that we can Mm -hmm. pray for, which I think is also really sweet and kind. And and so I think if people want to get involved in your community, they absolutely should. Yeah. Um, You know, is there anything, you know, special that. you know that needs to be done to get others involved. Anything you would recommend yeah. to listeners if they wanted to bring people in or yeah. introduce them to you guys?
2: Absolutely. So, something that we haven't talked about is the chapter side of of what we do, and and that's actually probably the largest side yeah. of what we do. The camp the camps are are amazing and would highly recommend coming to that. Um, but so the chapters are in local in cities we're in 80 cities in nine countries and you know here we've been doing faith and fitness events where people work out but then afterwards we we talk about faith and we, we talk about what it means to have a relationship with god what does that look like um and our chapters are doing this every month and so if someone wanted to get involved or kind of you know dip their toe in the water they're not you know not so sure about things um i highly recommend going to faithrxc.org forward slash chapters and finding a chapter near them um, those, those events are similar to your experience with us where we want to share Jesus with people we want to share like um, something that has transformed our lives has me- so much meaning in our lives but we don't believe it's our job to change you or fix you um, we believe that that's the job of the Holy Spirit and God and so that's on his time and um, that's up to the person and the exploration and the journey and the process that they're in that's that's not our job to manipulate or force or push
3: yeah and if i can add just you know one of the the biggest components to the the chapter is that it's a it's a community within Mm. a community yeah right so we believe that faith rx you know we want to be a bridge between two communities a faith community that essentially let's theoretically say they live in a church and then a fitness community that live in, in these boxes well how do we bridge that gap and having events at local gyms, and some of these gyms that open up the doors for us—they're not even believers themselves, but they're like, "Hey, you guys are doing good work. I may not be in alignment with it or believe it, but I'll let you guys be here." Um, and that's that's a blessing in itself because what we find is, you know, a lot of people—they're very skeptical about the local church. What is you know they may be intimidated by it the music the what what have you you know maybe they've had bad experiences in the past, Do, but I don't they have are the right
2: thing to wear yeah or, yeah, but
3: they are seeking and they are curious, and if you wrap that up in a workout around people that they trust and feel comfortable with, then they're more likely to go, so now we're helping again, just bridging them mm-hmm. into a closer relationship with god and and then you know basically we have these events are called faith and fitness workouts. So we'll do a workout, and there's always a, a message behind the workout. We're like, hey, let's do it with a bigger purpose than just building arms and abs, right? right. Um, and then afterwards, we'll go into a faith workout, which will kind of show how, you know, how interesting, you know, God created us is the same and very similar concepts, and and um, the way that we would attack a workout or the way that we would grow physically. It's very similar to the way we would grow spiritually, right? Like we need to have a challenge. We need to have something that's difficult for us, maybe to even talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do that. So we we, we call it a faith workout, mm-hmm. and um, we have some small group where people have you know the space to uh, to express themselves, to listen, which again is very rare in church. You know, I'm part of a church, and we don't always have that opportunity to actually be heard. We're right. mostly mm-hmm. receiving and consuming, mm-hmm. but not actually. Contributing. So that's nice there as well. Um, And I'll add one more thing uh, that is also a blessing because, you know, if you don't have a local, you know, FaithRx community or chapter to go Mm -hmm. to, we just launched an app not too long ago Mm -hmm. that also provides um, daily devotionals. Um, It has quite a bit of content on there, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically for the fitness enthusiast who wants to, to grow in their faith. You know, the gentleman that just came up a second ago. Yeah. Um, was affirming in that, you know, the stuff that, that we've been putting together on a daily basis is, has been, uh, you know, valuable for him and his walk. So, so yeah, that's, that's another way that
0: people can stay plugged in and get involved. That's, that's great stuff. You're, I've had a couple of um, chapters reach out to me over the years and say, hey, awesome. we're doing a workout. Would you like to come join us? And I'll go, is there a salt bike? And they'll go, yes, I'm, like, I'm not coming. I'm out. I appreciate the invite, but you're on your own. <laughs> I will not be coming, so I haven't been to one yet. How but I will do yeah. that. <laughs> well, there, there's actually a chapter not that far from me, and they've invited me a couple of times. I just haven't had a chance to get there, but I will get awesome. there at some point. I That'd promise. Cool. Yeah. cool. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys joining. This Thank has been you. super fun. You know, for you know our regular listeners, I'm sure you guys are shocked that we've had an extreme lack of f bombs because Nikki's not on. <laughs> this has been the cleanest episode I've recorded in 156 episodes, but. Um, But it's been a pleasure to have you guys on and listen to what you're doing. You're doing great work. You know, I think anyone that uh, you know is interested in in learning more or being a part of it would would truly enjoy it and and love what you do. So thank you you so much for having us. We're honored. Give Nikki a big big uh big hug and she's my hero well, i can get my arms around I was also, like, need a
3: big like double yeah. arm three arms yeah
2: i saw her i saw her the other day and i was like girl you are my hero she said she's three weeks out
3: it's yeah. like yeah
0: man. i was so surprised she she is a superwoman she we were messaging back and forth this morning we were talking about doing a recap for one of the days and she's like well i can finish early and get up there i'm like nikki you were working <laughs> 14 hour days right now you do not need to rush around for yeah. me like i can do this myself you'll be fine do your job i'll figure it out like quit being wow. superwoman you she's know. awesome yeah so she's great all right well thanks so Thank much you. and appreciate uh, you, John. for everyone listening we appreciate you guys joining and we will chat with you guys soon